Welcome to the Good Smoking Conversation Podcast. Your boy Mark G coming in live. Today we got a good one coming in. I got my sister here. I got my wife alongside me. You introduce yourselves. What's up, y'all? My name is Ashley. Coming at you without the coronavirus. <laughs> virus free. Virus free. Hashtag. It's your girl Ivy, you guys, checking in. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast today and you get some insightful knowledge from us. And on today's podcast, we're going to be asking a couple of questions and um, getting some opinions and some uh, likes and dislikes out there. Feel free to be interactive with this podcast. There's some questions you guys can answer. If you go follow the Good Smoking Conversation podcast on Instagram, you can DM me. Um, any answers or questions you want to see asked in the future, any any answers you have for these questions we asked today. But definitely tune in, man. We're getting into some good stuff, a good premise for future episodes. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, enjoy this next episode of Good Smoking Conversation Podcast. All right, we're live again. And we have my sister here, as we already said in the intros. And um, she brought an interesting idea or a way of you know discussing topics to the show to the good smoking conversation podcast so i'm gonna let her explain what she's brought to the table so i got this idea from my favorite podcast it's called the friend zone podcast this is her favorite podcast her second favorite podcast the friend zone podcast i'm you being edited i'm being edited yeah just saying <laughs> <laughs> My first of being stents. Face it. Uh, so yes, I got it from the friend zone. This week they did an episode called "Inside the Podcaster Studio," based off "Inside the Actor Studio," which asks famous actors just different questions. Um, they have a list of ten questions that they ask, um, and some of the questions that we have today, I pulled from that episode, and some I created myself. So basically, our edition of Inside the Podcaster Studio. Okay. So uh, we'll get it popped off. And um, to all our viewers and listeners out there, we're going to post some of these questions on the Good Smoking Conversation Instagram page. Um, We're going to let you guys, you know, give us some feedback, some things that are kind of interactive questions that um, you guys feel free to answer, comment. You know what I'm saying? On the Good Spoken Conversation podcast, Instagram, give us some feedback on the show. So, Ashley, you can get us started with the first question. It doesn't have to be in order. You know, just do whatever you want to do it. Okay. Um, my first question is, what's the last quote that resonated with you? The last quote that resonated with me. Um, if you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. I'm just playing. <laughs> um... The last quote that resonated with me. That's going to be tough because I got a lot in my head. I can go but, first because um, I have mine. Well, I, I actually have it. Okay. I, I actually have one. Cool. I have one. It's um, the things you go through aren't meant to make you bitter. They're meant to make you better. Okay. I like Marcus that. Gray. Oh, my God. Face <laughs> My father. Yeah. Face <laughs> Got it from him. I know that's not an original Marcus quote Gray by him. I know that's not an original <laughs> quote by him. But... It's something he's always said, and something I've started to really take to. My dad got a lot of shit he said to me that I really didn't. It didn't really hit me till so later you got in life. Older. Mm-hmm. So, but that's one that I kind of. So you were going through a situation that made that like relevant, you know? Yeah, it was one time I lost my job, and he was like, and he said, it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. 
adversity. That's basically what that means. Mm-hmm. Like this is adversity, and it's either gonna break you or it's gonna make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you. It's not up to the challenge. It's up to you whether you're gonna fail or not. So that I won't. I, I can't really say it's my favorite one, but it's probably the one. The that, one that resonated. The yeah, most. the one that I think about the most. Right. Right. That's that's most relevant to me right now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, I would say mine was said by Miriam Hasnea. She's a spiritual teacher. On um, she's she's known online, but she's she has a online school. Like she's a spiritual teacher in real life as well. It's okay. online. But um, this was a tweet that she tweeted, and I was like, damn, this hit. One of the most precious agreements is the one that I made between my soul and my body. The bo- This body actually doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the earth, and I am a guest in it. Understanding the sacredness of this relationship transformed my experience being in a body. I was like, dang, because that really hit me because I've been struggling with death lately. Because all the shit that's been going on, like all these people dying has really been hitting me hard. And this tweet really helped me become more at peace with death because I understood the body as something that belongs to the earth. And death is like a full circle moment where your your body goes back to where it belongs to. Because the only thing that I really identify with is my soul. That's forever. That's eternal. But this body is just like an avatar. You know what I'm saying? So that really hit me. And that really made me understand that sacredness that she was talking about because it's like if this belongs to the earth then I can't ever see myself apart and separate from the earth that's something that I should advocate just as much as I advocate for my body meaning like you and the earth are one yeah you're connected it's the same you know because hmm. the only thing that you really the only thing that I identify with is my soul because that's what you have like what do you mean by identify explain to the viewers by when you say i identify with my soul what you mean by that i don't see my body as something that like when people say like this is my identity like work is who i am like my job is who i am my family that's how i identify some people say my body is who i am like i don't identify with any of that the thing that i identify with is my spirituality and what i've learned is you are your soul. You are not your body. So that tweet really. Could you also say that's how you want people to remember you by your soul acts? Yeah, yeah. The, th- the but acts I of think, your heart. But I, yeah, the things that uh, flow out of me from my heart, from my soul. You know, um, I want people to remember me as somebody that was soulful. You know, when people say, "Oh, that music is soulful." You know, it's like the very deepest part of them they put into that song. So, yes, I want people to remember me like that. Interesting. Very deep quote. Very And, again, give us the name of the... Her name is Miriam Hasnea. Miriam Hasnea. Um, and she has an online school talking about just all the things in the universe. Like, this woman, she spent so many years, like, learning about the human body, psychology... It gets really deep. It gets really deep. Um, mm. Miriam Hasnea, and she has a school called the New Earth Mystery School. Mm. Y'all check that out. Miriam Hasnea, New Earth Mystery. Don't Mystery. check it out if you ain't ready to be, have your, your mind blown now. Mm. <laughs> and you close. And ready 
if you're not ready to expose your truths, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's true. She's very honest. So, Vana, you know what I'm saying? Give the people your quote. Um, I um didn't really have a quote in mind at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found one that I feel like resonated with me at the moment in mm-hmm. time and what I've been going through and it's by Milton Burrow. It's if opportunity doesn't knock, build the door. And mm-hmm. I feel like right now and in the past year I've thought that I, you know, would be given the opportunity to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. But at this point I feel like I have to build a door in the in the point of my career and where I'm at, I feel like I'm I'm just stuck and I'm not growing and I've been feeling like that and I've been trying mm-hmm. to give them the opportunity to help me grow and by I've, them you mean the people you currently work for. Yes, the people that I currently work for. Mm-hmm. Um because just going in it was you know, hearsay, whatever what was supposed to have been done isn't done. And so right now I feel like I have to build a door and I have to move on no matter how nervous or scared I might feel, like whether I may fail or not, like I feel like it's time for me to get out there and, you know, try something different. Bet on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that quote really resonated with me at the moment. So what was the quote? If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. If opportunity like doesn't knock, build a door by yes. Milton Burrow. Milton Burrow. That's a pretty good one. I like that one. And it's um something that I've seen definitely. Now I'm, I haven't ever been in the hair industry, but I've been in different industries. And the people who at the top took so long to get there, they expect you to grovel and stay at the bottom for a long time. And I understand some of it because it's like as young people we expect things to happen so rapidly because we live in a time of instant gratification and you do have to learn and develop and give yourself time for that mm. but sometimes it'd be like y'all just don't want to see me where yes you at. like that's just really where you I'm just at. a hater because yeah. we'd like you know there was classes that was supposed to be done haven't been done yeah and then sometimes learned, they got learned. so they're doing so much they're trying to maintain what they have. They don't have the time to pour into you like you you should be. And it's like, but don't give me that false hope that right. I, that thought that I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna learn all these new things and I'm just skating by like I'm grinding on my own. Like I'm putting my effort forward to show you that this is not where I'm trying to be. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be your dog forever. Like you're not gonna push me around forever. And then when you tired of me, it's like, all right, you could go out there. Yeah, you are. You could go out there and do it on your own. And that wasn't how it was in the beginning. It was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna be your mentor. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. help you. And yeah. that's not how it is. It's like I'm. If, if we want to be honest, I'm running the business. So yeah. Like, but yeah. hey, it's time for me to go. Yeah. So like whatever it is that they got going on, that's on them. But I just know. You know, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. You can't, you can't try to force something that ain't there. So I know That's it's real. time to go. That's real. I think a lot of people can relate to that quote mm-hmm. and that um reasoning it's behind the, the quote. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've always, well, I'm in a point in my life too where I feel like I have to create opportunity for myself. I don't want to work for people anymore. I don't want to 
as far as uh, nine to five working for people anymore. But I want to create something of my own, create something with my name on it or my name attached to it that I can build from the ground up and see what it becomes later, whether it be this podcast or um, through coaching or whatever, something where I, I'm a legacy, have a legacy. When people speak at my funeral, they say, Mark did this, he did that, he helped me with this. People can actually come up and say how I impacted their lives in a positive way and I helped them through something or I, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> good quotes from everybody. I think I have the best one, but uh, <laughs> but uh, if you're not first, place. you're last. Ricky Bobby. All right. That's, oh my God. That's another great one, man. Next question. <laughs> Moving right along. What's the first thing you notice about someone? Mm. It could be romantically. It could be just someone you like, a friend you met. So, like, we're pinpointing one person out? No, no, no. It could just, like, think about the most recent interactions you've had or the most meaningful interactions you've had with people, like relationships that have stayed in your life. Can you think back to the time you met? Like, what stood out to you? Uh, Yeah, I don't really, I don't make a judgment on somebody until I hear them speak and I hear how they speak. That's how I know if you're a person I can be around or not. So... The things that someone's saying, your yeah. mindset. Your okay, mindset. so that's that's what stands out to you. I can't hear or I can't be around somebody who's negative, who's always talking about what's wrong with the world mm-hmm. or what's wrong with them, all uh, the problems they got. I like to talk to people who got solutions. So you like positive, assertive people? Yeah, because I don't want to. If I'm going through something, I don't want to be around a bunch of motherfuckers who just going through something. It's like, damn, we ain't helping each other. We all sitting here miserable. It's okay to I be need going to. through something, but yeah, it's like but it's, how. It's not what, but it's how. It's about if you are letting what you're going through defeat you. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, If you're going through something and you and moping and you complaining and you're not really trying to do nothing to better your situation, I can't really be around people like that. And that's when I make my judgment of whether I can, if I'm going to hang around for this conversation or hang around for this interaction. Cause, okay. Because I'm a person that's going to linger first. If I, if I don't know somebody... Say, for instance, a, a friend brings somebody over, I'll let them talk. And I'll just be listening to them talk. And then if I feel like, okay, I'm liking what I'm hearing, I, I see where his mind is, then I, I'll engage in conversation with with y'all as well. But if I'm really, I'm like, I ain't really got nothing to say to this nigga. I see where he at. So I'll just do my courteous shit, you know what I'm saying? And then after that, I know, okay, no, no need to interact with this person. You know what I'm saying? Unless I see something different in the future. But as of right now, you know, I see where your mind is. Hmm, I feel like for me, it's um, what you say and then your actions. Because a lot of people can say a lot of things. They can say, you know, they're, they're this, they're that, or they've done this and they've done that. But then you're not, you know, showing that you're this type of person or you're not doing what you said you've learned or you've come across so I feel like that stands out to me because I can sit back and I can observe a person I can see if they're fake or not by what they say and then how they react so first you listen to what they say and then later you observe and see if it matches what they do okay pretty 
vertical. Um, I guess I would say like how somebody carries themselves. <clears throat> if they carry themselves downtrodden or if they carry themselves with an attitude or if they seem just generally like joyful. So or, the vibe. Yeah, basically yeah. like your energy. And I guess that comes from like working in the service yeah, industry. Too, too, yeah. The service industry, man, you could go up to a yeah. table and be like, Morning, morning, abort, abort. Like people's Man. energy be all off. Even like, you can't, ah. you can see it before. Walking. Yes, oh, you can feel it. It's like, oh, like when I a couple's talk to them. yeah, when a couple's at a table and they're not talking to each other, they're not looking at each other. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm loud. But when <laughs> a couple's at the table and they're not talking to each other or looking at each other, and they just they just acting and seem like they don't want to be there. I'm like, wow, if y'all have that energy with each other, y'all not going to be, like, kind to me. And sometimes it's different, but most of the time, like, you could, like you said, you can see it before you even interact with it. See, I, I'm, I, I, I can't go off vibes as much as um, verbal interaction because I, I know I'm a person that's in the cut. I'm a nigga that got, I'll put on the face that maybe, oh, he, he, and he don't want to talk to nobody. But when he started talking to me, that's you start to, oh, he cool. You know what I'm saying? But so I'm you're just saying not your no, vibe doesn't match. Yeah, like, I'm just the not a nigga that's are? standing out here like, come speak to me. I'm just an open book. Everybody, I'm friendly. I'm not that type no, of person. But I'm it's different just, vibes, though. But that's, I'm saying my vibe isn't one that's like, um, bright. It's not just like I can approach him and just start talking to him. Oh, it's a guy okay. You wouldn't say let you're me approachable. See mm. Let me see, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I can understand unapproachable, but you can sometimes, dealing with a lot of different people every day, you can pinpoint vibes before you walk up on them. Whether they can seem unapproachable or not, because I can be like, oh, they may not seem unapproachable, and then nine, ten, nine times out of ten, I'm right. Because I've dealt with it before. Maybe sometimes, like you said, they just got that look on their face that they they don't want to be bothered. But a lot of times, a lot of in- encounters I've dealt with, a lot of people have been rude. Like, most people who have happy demeanors are happy. But a lot of people who got that, like, I don't, be, I don't want to be bothered. And then I see it. I see it in a different way because sometimes the people who are not necessarily don't have the brightest auras or energy, they it just means that they're layered. Like it takes it takes time to get to like the core of who they are. They're not outwardly showing exactly who they are. And I I mean, I'm not just gonna be. I have a very bright energy. Like I'm a very bright energy, but I would say I'm layered. Like. I'm definitely super selective with who, like I'm, I'm a naturally happy person and I can talk to everybody, but I don't, I don't want to be around everybody. And see, that's you know how I'm I saying? am. I'm mm-hmm. the person that and that's I can fine. talk to anybody. I can right. talk to an old person, a I white think that's person, just black person, a hood yeah. nigga, yeah. a bougie person, but I'm not the person that's just going to engage the conversation. I'm not going to start the conversation. I'm the person that somebody always come up to me and is like, hey, how you doing? Um, how long have you been working here or something like that? Then I'll engage. It's not. I'm not going to come up to you and be like, hey, I'm new here. How you doing? 
You know Why you gotta do that? I'm, I'm this nigga that's about, oh, you knew, bro? Like, well, what's your name? Damn, I'm gonna introduce myself. Because I'm a person that's like, bro, I don't, I don't like new people. I don't even like humans. So you're not a trusting person, you would say. Not so trusting, just like I don't really have time for new people because I ain't got, how long yeah. am I really finna know you? Especially when it comes to the job. Like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make my yeah. money and go home. Like, uh, that's it. I, I, I interact yeah, with people. I don't think I've ever really had friends. I don't mind being friendly. I don't mind being friendly on the job because it makes yeah, your work environment work. easier if you're friendly with everybody, if everybody cool. But as far as I'm not hanging out with nobody I work with outside of work, ain't finna be, you coming to? No, I'm not coming to the bar. I'm not coming to your home. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm finna go to my shit. I'm finna relax. Yeah. Like, well, I wouldn't say I'm like close off to new encounters. It's just I'm discerning. Like if something isn't like if if I'm like wow you're a kind person, but I don't know if we would like vibe well together. I'll just leave it at that. But anything can happen. Like, you can meet somebody down the street and they can impart something that you never knew. So I'm not closed off to meeting new people because you never know what you can learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, But okay, cool. I just want to say... a lot of different answers. I'm not saying closed off. I'm (laughs) saying more so... It's harder to get to me than the average person. Yeah, you have layers. I understand people with layers. I think layers can be I'm open to talking to anybody. It's just like... Yeah, you gotta I can't make lie. me feel like you worth my time talking to. I can't lie. Like, you are not the most, like, being around y'all would think, like, man, this motherfucker does not want to <laughs> not want to be here. Because I'm not a person that just, like, have pointless conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just talk to I like talk. to have intellectual conversation, do shit like this, to where, like, we talking for a reason. I'm just not just somebody, hey, what's in your mind? Um, well, you know, Trump's at it again. You know, I'm not with that. Like that's why, that's why it's hard to talk to my grandparents. Like Granny, it's hard to talk to them. But they just be like, "Yeah, did you hear about them two people that got shot on?" <laughs> I be like, "What? Like, oh my Are God, we really bro. talking about this?" It's like, "Oh my God!" We can only talk about the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I be like, uh, like one time, my dad was like, "I was like, hey man, I don't want to hear nothing about who got shot last." I time. had to yeah. tell Grandma yeah. that, and she just, got really offended. Let's just I was like, Grandma, about... I don't want to talk about the news. She was like, "What?" <laughs> She got really it's offended. This what's going on. This what's going on. She got really you offended. You know what's going on. But I really <laughs> meant that when I said it. Oh, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to you about it sometimes. But I was like, man, look here, man. Every time you call me, did you hear about he, he up on Camp Creek? He just got shot. Bro, I don't want to hear that, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, let's move on. Uh, okay. The next question. What movie have you seen a million times and still smile or laugh throughout? Shit. Got a couple of them, man. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I love that movie. That's my all-time favorite yes. movie. It's Scott so Pilgrim animated. versus the World. Um, yeah. You know, Scott Scott discovered the power of love. You know, Good. I love that movie, man. Face That's the one that made me just. I want to say smile, but when I'm watching it, it's like I know the words. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen, and I'm still interested in the movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a million times, but I'll watch it a million times. And probably Richard Pryor's stand up. Richard his Pryor. first one? Uh, live in concert. I tried to watch that. The it's something I'll, I can, the first I'll, I'll five watch minutes, it. So I'll watch it till I die. As long as, they, as long as it's available to watch, I'll watch it. Yeah. I tried to watch it. I just it. watched it last night. I might night. try again. Just watched it last night. Okay. Man. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Richard Pryor live in concert. Ricky Bobby, um, Talladega Nights. That's another one. Okay, we're going to keep it at three. Yeah, okay. Three. <laughs> 
But it, man, it's a hard three, bro. That's like asking uh Denzel top five, bro. It's like when you start yeah. hearing the different movies, oh yeah. shit. And then you that. remember that one and that one. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, I'll say that. Scott Pilgrim, Richard Pryor, Live in Concert, Ricky Bobby. I ain't named no black movies, but my first I, two I, aren't really, black if either. If I really got deep, I'll put life in there. You know what I'm saying? I'll my put, first two. Um, I'll probably put one of uh, Will Smith joints because I like Will Smith. Yeah. So I think he's a movies, pretty likable person. If it, like, if it was a Desert Island type shit, I'll take a Will Smith movie with me. Mm-hmm. You know, some movie. Yeah. That's cool. You want to go or should I? Yeah, you go. Um, my first one is Eat, Pray, Love. I love Julia Roberts. Ah, <laughs> my first one is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! America Ferrera, she really killed that role. No, Julia Roberts, y'all. I don't under- think y'all understand. She's like, the goat. She wanted the she's goat. She's the goat. Like, if you she watch her goat. movies, she she's a great actress, but she also just, I don't know, it's just something about her. She has an it factor. What else she's playing? She wanted the goat. Pretty Woman. Okay. Aaron Brockovich. Ocean's 12. Ocean's That's like her 12. newer stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride is one I like. I've um, seen that a million times. Her and Richard Gere are great together. So many, man. Like, she's just amazing. And I don't know what it is about travel. Like, that's always something that's just ignited me. I felt the most alive at. But in Eat, Pray, Love is like she's basically going to different countries after a divorce. And she's felt like she's just lost herself. Like, she doesn't even know who she is when she looks in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And she goes to Italy, which uh, uh, prayers out to Italy because... They have the highest death rate of anybody from this uh, coronavirus. Well, so. I heard the United States just took the lead. In death rates? No, and I mean, people who have it, but oh, not okay. in deaths. They, I, I heard we one day the they, One day they had 700 people die. Yeah. So uh, I heard in New York 100 people died in one day. Yeah, but that ain't Italy. Yeah, but It's, that, yeah. it's sad, but yeah. that's... That's uh, that's another level that's going on in uh, Italy and yeah, Spain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she went to Italy and... I don't know how long it's going to take. Coronavirus! Shut up. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I can't wait for Italy to get back to normal because just the culture of Italy really resonates with me. The food. I want to go to Venice. Just there. I don't care to see the Eiffel Tower. I don't, I don't care to go to Paris. Well, the see the Eiffel Tower. I don't no, care to go. I, don't I will really go care if about you want to go, but I don't really care to. That's not one it's of more the things I want to see. It's not a list. Yeah, but yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I, I have no interest in seeing that motherfucker. I just want to take a picture with it. That's all. <laughs> take a picture in front of it. Yeah. She went to India, <laughs> and that's a place that I want to go to practice yoga. Man, to... I want to discover new places. You know what I'm saying? That's why I want to go. I want to discover some places. How many people have been here? There's no, about 50 people no, being here besides I don't you, man. Have to do that. I want to discover some shit. Well, yeah. She went to India. She went to Italy. And what was the last place she went? I forget. But that movie, love it. Can watch it right now and just laugh like Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it before. Um, Y'all remember when we were living in Palmetto, we watched the goddamn Notebook. All that movie is depressing. People love that movie. And I'm just like, man, I hear that it's depressing. I said, I don't want to watch it's, it. Some movies that are depressing like are great, though. 
But that's, but nah. that's not one. Because I saw ever... Benjamin Button and I cried. Okay? I, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> that was a sad movie. Yeah, I ain't into movies like that. I didn't want to watch that. That shit movie like was that. sad. That's and right. I went to the movie theaters and I went with the worst people. I went with my aunt and my cousin. That's hilarious. Who were so dramatic. There ain't nobody worse going <laughs> to the movies but Wanda and. Yeah. That's, she... you sit, then, then when you sit next to her, it's just like. Yeah, she does a lot. Forward. I try. She wanted to make sure I sit down because she will be talking the whole. She like my mom. Like, don't sit by my mom because she'll be talking the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. be quiet. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. Why yeah, are you like, asking me? I hate when people like, be asking me. Like, I don't know, bro. This is my first. This is a premiere, <laughs> bro. Like, I'm here with you. I'm kind of guilty of that. Yeah, I know you are, bro. Like, shit. Like, what? What's about to happen, y'all? What's about to happen? And then I'm the type of person that even if I know what's about to happen, I'm not about to tell you. It's going to ruin the experience. I love it. I love it. So it's a very But I don't mind getting spoilers. It's a very special friend that watches movies with me. Because I watched a movie with a friend. He was like, Ashley, stop. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just get so into it. I be saying stuff like, oh, my God, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So what's my other one? Pray, love. Eat, pray, love. Pulp fiction. Have y'all seen that movie? You know a, 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 a no. song that, that matches is. "Eat, pray, love." So that Florence and Machine song. Yeah, that is a song that matches that "Eat, matches pray, that, love." That yeah, it does. Um, Pulp fiction is my second one, and that movie was so shocking. Like, y'all don't. Know it wasn't particularly like a pleasant movie. Quentin but Tarantino it was, just so, was my all-time favorite director. It was just so shocking. And his timing, his pacing of things, it's just like, you don't know how to feel about something that happens and then something else happens. It's just like a roller coaster ride. Okay, we got to watch that today. We definitely you have to watch, watch Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Actually, we can watch it after this because it's a good movie. That would be my second yeah. time Pulp, And Pulp it. Fiction is a Quentin Tarantino is the type of director where... If you're not knowledgeable about a lot of things, you're not going to understand his movies. Yes, because he's so worldly. And yeah, he's like, he's very smart. So, like, even the dialogue of... Subtle things. Subtle things. The intro scene where the dialogue between Samuel Jackson and John Travolta, the things that they're talking about, it's just like, damn, y'all are, like, talking about some deep shit. But y'all then, are doing it in an entertaining way. And then you know? the scene with, um, when they um, went and got the briefcase. From the niggas from apartment when he had them all. Yeah. That it's a lot of shit in that scene that people didn't catch. That I, I ain't you gonna have to break it down because I haven't I really. Heard. Like when you see it again, you'll probably not that I pointed it out. <clears throat> when you watching it, you'll start paying attention more to that scene. Yeah, because it'll be the second time I see and it. Oh yeah, you only seen it once. Yeah, you you ain't even broke it down yet. So yeah, yeah, that movie is fucking good. And uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Pop fiction. Eat, pray, love. Damn, Quentin and there was another man. one. Quentin Tarantino, great dude. That I had in he my pre- mind that I did not think about. Desert uh, Island. I'm taking four, at least four Quentin Tarantino films with me. Pulp Fiction. I'm taking Django. I'm taking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I'm probably taking. The Hateful Eight was good as hell too. It just took me a long time to finally finally finish it. I kept watching like the first hour. What's the best movie? What's the best black movie that y'all have ever seen? Best like black uh, movie I've ever seen. All mostly black cast or Sister made Act. by a black person. Sister Act. Sister Act. Okay, mm. that's interesting. I think Soul Food was a Soul Food was good. I'm just playing. Um, it'll probably be one of them hood films. Belly. Yeah. Um, 
Oh yeah, Bailey was or, a really good. Uh, Love Jones was good or too. Or Paid in Full. Yeah, Love Jones. Love paid Jones is a classic. Paid in Full. Paid in Full is probably too. one of. It's probably the goat. Dead Presidents was I'm majority black. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ain't seen Dead Presidents. A lot of people that oh. man, Dead Presidents was good as fuck. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was that yeah. good. Me it and a friend watched it. It was so depressing. Like I was just like, I just think much. it was just showing. I think the ultimate thing they were trying to show is like when a black man is out of options. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? and like, they did that really well. This is what he you go to the military, and you you living with the pain of going to the military, and you feel like you don't fit in with society, so you out here doing crazy shit. Yeah, and it's like you, in the end, it never works out. Also, Harlem what Nights. About, Harlem Nights was good too. Great, but film. I think Pryor, Boys Murphy. in the Hood is like at the pinnacle too because got a confession. Never seen the whole movie. Really? You movie? haven't seen the whole movie of Boys? I just movie. watched it. I think so I've seen it. I, I seen can't Ricky even. Get shot. I think I've seen, I've seen the whole thing. Time. Never seen yeah. the whole. It's a lot of classics I've not seen. Me neither. I had to go back on my own time. I've always been because we didn't grow. Guy. We didn't grow up on like black movies like that. Like yeah. Mama really. That's one thing that we grew up on Tyler Perry or fucking yeah. plays and shit. Yeah, but we didn't really grow up on like the hood black movies. I know all the Tyler Perry. And people be like, you haven't seen that. Um, my last one would uh, be because I just thought about it again. Um, if Bill Street could talk, and it's based off a James Baldwin novel, and it's again like it seems like all the good black stories center around tragedy, and that's so sad. But it's a tragic story of this black man who's wrongly accused of rape. We've heard that so many times by a white woman, and how his family is trying to get him out of jail. But it's centered in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. And the thing about it is, it's so, <clears throat> it's not just the stories, the music, like the, the actors, like Barry Jenkins is the director, and he's so talented. He was a director of Moonlight. So, okay, he's, it's that. very artfully that. done. So, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. It's very sad, but it's a beautiful movie. So, that would be my three. What about you, Alana? Repeat the question again for the viewers. Um, Since we're kind of we we're going into this one a little deep, so they uh, may have forgotten the question or maybe coming in. Well, and uh, for those what well, um coming into the podcast, you're listening to Good Smoke Conversation podcast. Right now, we're talking about the one movie that always makes you smile. What movie have you seen a million times and still smile or laugh throughout? And yeah. we've extended this to three movies, so it's not just yeah. And uh, you're listening to the Good Smoke Conversation podcast. You live with your boy Mark G. Ashley and Ivana. So, Ivana, what you got? Um, I growing up, I really never watched movies over and over. Like, like you said, I was really a TV person. So, like, I don't really have anything in mind that kind of like just sticks out to me that, that you can just always watch. Yeah, like, cause I honestly everything I've watched, I probably only watched it once or twice, cause mm-hmm. I've seen so many movies or mm-hmm. TV shows. Like, I I never really watched something. Do you over, have one over over. like when you were young that, like, you were really excited to watch and it maybe didn't live up? Well, to Well, bring it. it on. Okay. I watched that movie. That's a, a classic. That's a classic. Growing up, I you remember. I can too. see that vividly in my head. Going, you to were the a cheerleader huh? with my mom. Mm-hmm. You tell about us talk. I was a cheerleader growing up. What? Um, <laughs> when she get excited, I went to the movie yeah. theater with my mom, saw the movie, um, and then we came back to the house. And like, I think I've seen that movie maybe ten times. So okay, yeah. so bring it on. That's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. Bring it on is probably the only movie I've Step seen. Step up to the streets. Uh, what's that shit oh, yeah. called with um 
Channing Tatum. Honey. Nah, the shit with a uh, little saint dancing. Dancing for Honey. little saint. Stump the yard. Stump oh, oh, yeah. Stump the yard is a classic. No, that was with Chris what? Brown. Yeah, Stump the yard was Chris that? Brown got shot. Oh, uh, I know that? what you're talking about. You got about. served. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, but Steve Harvey was in that oh motherfucker. It's the DJ, but that was a good movie. That movie crumping. was kind of sad. It was. Yeah, that movie was kind of sad. Drumline, we still along those lines. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's that's a good movie. Drumline was good. That nigga beating on that nigga drum, playing it. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good movie. That was yeah, a classic. I, I don't like they try to do that spinoff. They didn't do a good any job spinoff. spin-off I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling. And we Bad live boys in an age where they good. love to do spinoffs. They don't even make original movies no more. They just do second or thirds now, and it's just like it's we don't want to watch that. Even the new Avatar. They talking about the new Avatar that's supposed to be coming. That's out been like year twenty years in the making. I don't think they should make it. Then they need to leave. It's been shit twenty alone. years in the making, and it yeah, wasn't we, that we popular, it. right? In the first I don't place. think they make remakes for us. I think they make them for the new generation because they like they didn't get the that experience. That makes sense. Somebody yeah. else said that they didn't get the experience, and that makes sense for the first time. Like their parents or their siblings. Yeah, you know, but like for, remake, for like for us, we experienced Lion King. The first time it came it, out, and uh-huh. that's when someone so, told me that that they Omar, made it for a new person. Because yeah, I'm like, why they making it again? It's not any different. Yeah, it's the it's same not, plot. Yeah. It's the same thing, but with, but with kids, different characters. All they got is Paw Patrol. They ain't got Dumbo. The they the did classes. all that. Over yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess it but makes some sense. of these movies, they're not even really sticking the quality. to the strip. I mean, the script. Like they just like making these whole elaborate stories. It's like what? Yeah. Like. You could have just kind of just stuck with the original story. I know. So, yeah, I think that most of the movies they do make seconds to, it's just something about that first movie that you can't redo. The yeah. magic that you captured in that first movie. And then movie, they were like, no, over it's, 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 old, it's only, like, only classics. You can remake movies that ain't really good. Because you may, you may want to say, man, they could have did this. A they could make better, a second yeah. one. The second one could be better. But if it wasn't that good the first time, why spend more money on the second one? It's usually those movies that leave a, a you footprint know, a movie that I think culture they need to be done. that they do a second of. Fast and Furious. They, they should have finished. They finished. They should have stopped making that movie. When, when Paul, Paul Walker, Walker died, died. Yeah, exactly. Died that's when died. it's over. Like I, the new Hobbs and Shaw shit. Show. I'm cool with the new Hobbs. Yeah. Maybe they could have made one more after. And then, like, just like showing... dedication to Paul. Exactly. But after that, it should have been over. Yeah, it should have been over. Yeah. But then, you know, money, greed, all of that. We can but, move on to the yeah, next question since Vonna didn't really have any... She had Bring It On. That was her one. But I mean, like, we didn't have to go as deep. You know, um, three. Bring it on what sound makes you happy? Like, after a stressful day where it's just like, man, okay. All That's right. it, bro. Uh, okay. That's it, what about bro. you? That's a, it's the same thing for you. Um, yeah, but like you, when you originally presented that question to me, I just thought you were talking in general. Um, but Julia. the sound of a baby laughing makes me happy. Oh, yeah. I, I really that's one like of mine too. When babies laugh at like, the park when you pass them by the park and they're yeah, laughing it just makes and playing. You happy. Like yeah. it, happiness comes over you for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Because it's like, man, that they're nigga, so babies, pure. That nigga ain't got they nothing to worry about. To what's going on? He ain't got nothing. Purity. They're they're good. I really outside of a lighter though. It's probably have to be um playing baseball. Just the sound of the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hearing the ball get hit, hearing the ball hit my glove. It just the sounds of the game, or baseball and football. The sounds of the game. 
Helmets crashing, bones <laughs> breaking. Nah, it's different when you playing. I'm good. When you, when you hear it on TV, that's all you hear. But when you playing, it's a different. It's a different thing. You you hearing that ball hit your hands when you catch it, and mm. you hearing your you hearing the foot, you hearing the little pellets come up out the the turf. You mm. hear all that shit like in baseball. Like you hear the little subtleties of the game. Like I would say, baseball is just a very like game. happy. Sport. If you think yeah. about the um, environment of a baseball stadium, people just drink it. They just chilling, drinking beer. It. It's a very but long game because it's not baseball. Is no, no. It's very That's why people long. don't really like it. Baseball yeah. isn't a nigga with his shirt painted. Yeah, let's go. I can it's not like that. It's, it's not just not like super man, let's, let's go. That's yeah. how it is in there, bro. It's like it's real chill. It's very a, chill. Yeah. Playoffs is a different animal. That's when niggas. That's when baseball games get rowdy. Because your team's playing the same team in a seven-game series. But you got to so think about it. That's a nine-inning game. Like, sometimes the games go by game. fast. Sometimes the games go by slow. It's all about, it's the, is, if it's, is it a defensive battle? If it's not a defensive battle, if the te- is one team just scoring a lot of runs, they could make the game longer. So it's just a matter of baseball is something people don't appreciate until you really play. When you play, then you'll be like, man, I, I, I see. Because I'm out here. I don't feel like I've been out here for nine innings. It mm. feel like I've been out here for an hour. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I wish we had another inning, man. We could have did this. Yeah. All this. So, athletes have a different view on things when it comes to sports. Like, unless you – that's why I have a problem with sports pundits, people who write about sports and never played the game, or people who write about – Somebody, LeBron James, and he could have did this, man. You ain't never played basketball. It's like artists. How you going to tell this man how to dribble or how what he could have did better in the game last night when you don't, you never had to deal with not only playing the game, but being the pressure of LeBron. Yeah. Being the pressure of playing for the Lakers, the pressure of playing for all, in front of all these people, your son in the crowd, all this stuff. Like, it's a lot that goes into the mind of an athlete. It's just not go out there and play. I agree. So. Um, I would say my favorite is either nature sounds like waterfalls, babbling brooks, beluga whales. Like, 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 shut up. I like listening to orcas. Shut up. <laughs> Rain is very soothing. Rain is good. Rain is yeah. always a classic. Or I love like the sounds of like a park, like kids playing, like people like laughing, brook. talking, like. And I'm just, I love nature anyway. So just anything outside where it's open. Is smell on there? No, I just have, I just have a. Uh, can we do smell? Mm, yeah, you can do that. A smell if you like. I like smelling barbecues. Yeah. I like rolling by somewhere. If it, it smells good. I don't like when it just smells like something burning. But if it <laughs> smells good, it's like, damn, that smells like some meat. Like, they finna throw it down. Like. I just like that shit, mm, man. It just puts me in a good state because yeah. it made me think that somebody finna gather and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if it's just one yeah. nigga out there cooking for himself, like that nigga finna have a Ooh. good time because he finna kill that meat. Oh, I know. My essential oils. Ooh, <laughs> lavender, lemongrass. Ooh, y'all, I be having my room smelling like a, <laughs> a like a spa or something. It like, may sound ooh. crazy, but I don't even like being in bed and bath and beyond or, or the. Lotion store, 
Because I feel like it's overwhelming. No, it's that's too, too much. Sense. Yeah. And he's like, talking about one sin at a time. Me a headache. I'd be like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. It's a lot. Nail polish remover. I can't stand that shit. I love that smell. I, I love gas. <laughs> I have to jump off the fucking yeah, room. I love nail wild. polish remover. I, I love all of that. Gas. Yeah. I, I, used, man, I used to think no, I was I fucking don't, crazy. I don't like gas. I used to no. think I was fucking crazy. I, I people not. like gas and nail polish. I can't stand the smell of gas on me. I used to be like, that shit smells so good. Ew. I don't know why it smells. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not even like it smells good. Paper it's just like too. glue Paper or leather sharpies. Yeah. Okay. What about um sound? Your, your favorite smell? No, smell. Favorite. Smell. I she did already sound. did her sound. Oh yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um, smell. I'd say riding by a carnival. Like smelling mm. all the foods, knowing mm-hmm. that people like her. You really like carnivals for some. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy carnivals. But if I could, I would go across the country and do go to all the carnivals. Oh, I would do that. You should do that one day. I would do that. I wouldn't mind doing that. That'd be dope. I really, I it's just like the atmosphere and all downtown that. Atlanta. Girl, they shut that down. I know they did, but have you ever gone? No, I like in the past yet. years. No, oh, that's yet. something that another thing we got to do. I've still been trying to go to the one that's in oh, October, no. the big yeah. one, the national. Where is Fair. it? Perry, like, Georgia. Yeah, Perry, Georgia. It's like an hour. I've been to that one like three times. It's it's so fun. I want to go. We got to go. I really we can try to go. Maybe next year. It's always been a problem with transportation for us. So yeah. That's what you Either our car been down yeah. or something like that. So, but um, before we go to the next one, I wanted to ask what you guys are watching, what TV shows, what movies, whatever. Is this the next question? It could be the right. next. Yeah, now. that's the next. Question. I just finished containment. It's a scare tactic for people though, because it should not be on the top list to watch on Netflix. It's just on it's the a, top list to watch because it's people are watching. I know it's from 2016. That thing is just not coming into circulation. I, I never was like outbreak that. trending. Yeah. Because yeah. people are watching <laughs> shit like those. But it was a good show though. It was only one season. I don't like how they ended it. They definitely like was like, we not coming back with a second season for y'all. Cause that show is very old, but I just finished that. Um, I've been watching bacon shows like man, episodes. I like cooking shows. Man, Tiger King. Oh, Tiger King. Everybody been talking about that. That was good. We what is it about? Man, that shit. It's about everything. Yeah. It's about overall. A nigga plotting to kill somebody. Yeah. A nigga owning three hundred tigers. A nigga got. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. A nigga it's gay, but he got straight husbands. Huh. Yeah, yes. it's just it's crazy, man. That nigga they they Joe, told him he, that nigga Joe Exotic, and it's like, bro, like you, it's like that's what blew my mind about it is this shit just happened like last year, a couple years ago. I'm like, I did not know none of this yeah. shit was happening. Like, I did not know this nigga got a whole big cat zoo in Oklahoma. But I don't know for Leopards some and reason. Tiger I feel and like elephants. I came across it was a, illegal. Uh, he wasn't supposed to. It have was him. legal, but he was in a battle with Peter and the animal rights people, and one person in particular, lady named Carol Baskin. He was in a little battle with, and he ended up having a plot to take her out. Are you serious? And this lady killed her husband. Well, well we, we think, think she, she killed, killed her husband. You gotta watch that shit. Yeah. Y'all giving all the spoilers. Hey. Sorry. That's, the only, that's the only way you really get Hey, hey, man, Tiger King. Because it's hard Tiger. to explain and it's not, it. That's not a spoiler, because when you get to that part of the show, it's up to you to decide. Do you think that lady killed her husband or not? Yeah. Do you think I think she killed that motherfucker and yeah. fed him to her tigers? And That's she why they took never, that nigga money. They he never was found a his body. You know what I mean? Don't go Dang, too deep. That's crazy. But yeah, watch that shit. Tiger. Um, King. I 
mine, I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. Okay, I've been seeing that. Is that good? It's cool. It's like a little drama with Kerry Washington and... Is it is it a Tyler Perry drama or no 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 it's okay. a real drama okay okay <laughs> it's a real drama but it's just about one lady who's an artist and one lady who's a housewife it's in nineteen ninety uh ni- the the most interesting thing about it is that it's in nineteen ninety seven and it's interesting to see how society was different at that time it was before nine eleven happened like okay. so, I have to try you know I, that's something I always was interested I was never in the airport before 9-11 I was probably three they said so that you like, could just yeah. pass through they like it was, it was no simple. check like, yeah wait what yes so like, like you get your boarding pass that's when 9-11 is when the mm-hmm. air when um what's, what's it called the air we did go to the airline but I was so no, young no, I not can't airline remember not airline industry the um you know the you know everything got yeah, an association like yeah we don't say the space industry. We say NASA. You know what I'm saying? So what's the NASA for the airports? What's that called? The they don't have I know what you're talking about. They do got one. I don't, it's a, I don't it's know a little the committee they got that come up with. A, I don't know. But um, I wanted to ask this question. Take about take away how you his impact on the black community and everything. Is Tyler Perry a good director? No. Well, do you guys genuinely enjoy Tyler Perry movies? Or when Tyler Perry got a movie coming out, do you be oh I gotta go see that? I would say, at his start, he captured the black experience with the grandma, and the and the black church, the black family. He captured it amazingly, but it was at a point. What point was that? Where it just went downhill fast. Because remember Tyler Perry plays? I think he started he making to too love many. I think he Tyler made too Perry's many. Plays. I think he used the same characters it too much. Funny. Yeah. And I think that's when I was like, okay, man, we've seen Mr. Brown all these times. I'm tired of seeing this. And plus, you know, Tyler Perry is a director, the producer, the writer. Yeah. He does everything. Right. And then so I think that's what it is. It's like you're not letting people bring input and elevate your stories. It's, it's just like. You. I know I'm right. It's going to It's go basically down like all this. the same plots. Either a man got done dirty or a woman got done dirty. And they mama crazy. And then when he did the Alex Cross <laughs> shit, I was like, I can't even take this nigga seriously. He out here toting a And then ass. black women got to be done wrong somewhere in the movie. They got to be so angry. I even mad that woman was a good ass movie. It's a good movie. That was, that was his but best that's movie. When, but that's when his era was still like, when he was still making didn't really do, good uh, films. Then he do the. Uh, What's the shit about? Medea's family reunion was a good one. Yeah, why did I get married? Why did I get married was was good. Yeah, those are actually pretty good. But overall, I don't think I'm a guy that's like, man, when Tyler Perry gonna drop something new? Like, I'm a nigga that's like, man, when the next Quentin Tarantino movie coming out? You know what I'm saying? Like, his movies are more dynamic. I I like movies with um, I like movies that draw you in. I I don't like movies where it's like, oh, it's about you know, I've seen that type of movie before. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. I don't want to see your spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Like Quentin Tarantino, I ain't never seen a movie like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before. Which I still have to watch that. You got that shit. Uh, I ain't never seen nothing like Django. Django was the first time I ever oh, seen yeah. a movie like that in my life. Yeah. Because we've all seen slave pieces. We've all seen period yeah. pieces about slavery. We ain't never That's seen a no movie, movie about no slave yeah. going ham on these folks. And coming to save his wife with a Jamie German. Jamie Foxx killed that. With a German. I think Leonardo DiCaprio should have got a, a award for that role, too. They've been sleeping yeah. on him so long. He Leo just got his one first of the Oscar. Goats. Yeah, Leo one of the goats. Like, uh, the Revenant was a fucking... 
and, and people haven't even oh, yeah, seen people like and I, I I mentioned this movie to people and they be like, huh? People haven't even seen Shutter Island. Oh yeah, that's oh good. you may we watched that together. One time. We watched that when we were living in Fairburn, like mm-hmm. back in the day. Like people haven't even seen that movie. People they they've seen it a lot of I know a lot of people have seen Inception, but nobody has seen it. Nobody can really explain that movie. I've never sat down with somebody who could really be like, man, you know, this is what that movie meant. It's a mind fuck. That's why. Like, I would love to sit down with somebody and I could talk to them about that movie and they could understand what I'm talking about. And they could be like, oh yeah, I saw that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen that movie a hundred times. And Shutter Island too, bro. Shutter Island's a mind fuck. That should have had you like... It's it's not a... Well, it's, I guess it is a scary movie, but that's a movie that made me to... That made me think like, man, damn, like... What really be going on on these places like Alcatraz and these places out on the water where these people, you know what I'm saying, don't really have, ain't no escaping. And it's like, has anybody ever escaped? Has anybody ever really got out that mm-hmm. bitch? Like, that shit, that was a good movie. Yeah, Leo like, slept on his mind. Was he not losing his mind? Was he a patient? Was he not a patient? Yeah, fucking crazy. Okay, uh, we can the go next on. question. What other careers could you see yourself pursuing at this point in your life? It could also include the career that you're in. Um, for me, careers I could see um, coaching, um, football or baseball. Uh, I could see myself as a um, cannabis. Um, like a dispensary? Um, owning a Honor? dispensary and also cultivating, growing, having my own grow house, having my own facility. Uh, I think I would fucking kill that shit. Um and Now's also, and also, I think I would be excellent as a sports broadcaster or sports analyst. Those are the three things that I really feel like I could excel at. But um, coaching is probably the one I'm I can get to fastest, the one that's closest, the one I ain't gotta go to school and do all this extra training and all that. So. And weed, too, is just about regulations about with the weed thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, what about you, Vonna? Um, a cannabis pastry chef. Oh, that'd be dope. Um, a kindergarten teacher. I can see that. Or, um, stay at home, wife. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you saying like that? Why are you shaking that? Ah, stay at home, wife. Say loud and proud. That could be my job. I've already been told I, she wants to be taken care of, so I've already started my plan. So I, I don't mind but that I my wife doesn't like, want to work forever. I, I really do want to like take up baking. I don't know what it is, but like ever since I got my own space, like I've really been mm. wanting to indulge in like, cooking, yeah, and all that stuff. And so like I already know like we want to go into the cannabis in industry, so I want to. Incorporate both of I'm really okay. getting. I'm gonna get into that shit, man. Like, I I know weed is a is a you know divisive thing when it comes to our generation and the older generation. But that's something I, I'm gonna bridge that gap as well, bro. Because I be seeing my grandma Gray walk around like she walking on pins and needles, and it's like I feel like she did a CBD treatment. Yeah, because that's not even weed, grandma. though. That grandma does that. Yeah, like, Miss Carolyn don't like that shit. Miss Carolyn against it. That she started smoking, that she do weed. But it helps. CBD treatments are not smoking weed, though. But Miss Carolyn uses TAC. Mm. It's medicated, though. Yeah, it's med- she, gets, she has medical marijuana. 
But um, what's happening with her pain? Yeah. Like I be seeing, I be like, man, I know it's something that's natural. You ain't gotta be popping no pills that make you just uh, I don't feel like doing them. Cause my grandma is an active person. She like gardening and shit. I feel like man, dose her ass. Yeah, the CBD <laughs> would actually help her. I'm gonna dose her ass one day, man. Just don't do that. Put some CBD in her teeth. Don't say that. He does not mean that. Granny, I'm finna dose your ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm the careers playing. that I would do, I would wellness coach. I'm very into okay. fitness, like eating well, the type of vitamins you need, the mentality of wellness. Um, so I would love to be that. I can see that. Um, screenwriter or novelist, because I love to write and I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, Actor. Or something that... I'm actually like growing the talent of writing because writing is hard. It really is. Um, especially if you do a book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the last one, I'm stuck between spiritual teacher and podcaster. You could do both. You can like, but I wouldn't want to do a spiritual podcast. No, well, okay, I would want yeah, elements no. of spirituality. I mean, you could it, let them know, like within your podcast. Yeah, it'll definitely be elements. But I have a podcast idea that maybe I'll talk to y'all about in private. <laughs> <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> okay. Um, how many more questions can we do? Like two or three more. We can go as long as you guys want. Let's coming up on the, more. we're coming up on the hour mark, so we can. Let's two, do two more. Okay. Um, let me get a good one. Can we incorporate a music question in here? You can come up with a music question and then I'll just do one more. Um, okay, well, I'll just do the spice one. So what spice would you be? Mm-mm. I think when you said allspice, she was like sweet and savory. I feel like that's like me. I can be sweet. I can be savory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my spice rack isn't big, you guys. So, like, I have to expand on that. I have to go with hemp. Okay. It's a spice, right? Yeah. That count, right? Is it? I think it, yeah. I it, it can be or is it more of a herb? Or is it more of a herb? But they say herb, herb and spices. Okay. Don't they well, go can What herb? herb or spice would you be? Okay, I'm him. Okay. Okay, why? Because of not only me, I'm a person that's introspective. And I feel like um, hemp is something that helps you be introspective. I'm a person that um, likes to chill. And I feel like when you think of weed, you think of chilling. When you think of hemp, you think of chilling, relaxing, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think when it comes to hemp, people don't know this, but I think of strength as well. People don't know. We used to use hemp for paper, toilet paper, mm-hmm. all this different shit. And, um, you know, the government did away with that because of other things. But hemp is one of the strongest materials in the world, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm a strong person. Okay, that's good. Okay. Um, I would say I am garam masala. It is a Indian spice. It's a spice that's not uh, well known. 
It's a spice that you have to know how to use. It's a spice that has... Like vanilla extract. If you use too much, it'll fuck the dish up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you have to know how to use it. Um, it's a spice that is um, a bold flavor without being hot. But you can add it to hot dishes. So, mm. versatile. Um, What's it called? Garam Masala. It's oh, used in masala. a lot of curry. Girl, bring that Garam Masala. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a black man, right? Masala! Mm-hmm. Masala! Get your ass here! Drink some of that masala um, in here. Yeah, I think it's a, a complex flavor, strong presence, one you can see, smell, taste, doesn't blend with everything very particular. That's how I would describe myself. Okay, okay. And so I what's think, your music question? Oh. I think transition off of Spice, we can go into music since we're talking about flavor and, you know. What's your flavor? So Tell I'm thinking we can either flavor. do what's um, top three artists, top five artists of all time. Or, oh or you can do, <laughs> no, I don't do that. or you can do the three albums that have impacted you the most. Mm. Forever in a Day, Mixtape, Big Crit, To Pimp a Butterfly, K-Dot, Classic, and probably the Blueprint 3, Jay-Z. Okay. Um, hmm. Y'all don't know about the Blueprint 3. Um, I'm just gonna go right ahead and say that I don't really have anybody in particular. Girl, you ain't got none. <laughs> no, because I don't like half favorites. Like I just like you have to be a I, music head. To I just I feel like I like things overall. I really don't have a pinpoint favorite. I what's um what's an art? Who's an artist that you really enjoy? Like at least four of their songs. Um, right now, um, R. Well, Lennox. Oh, oh yeah, but Janae Aiku, she just released an so album like that's, that's very like it was very soothing. I don't like the whole album, despite some of her like upbeat songs, like mm-hmm. the beats overall, and just listen to the background. Listen to the background. Um, you uh, her beats and listen to her beats in the background music. Um, just puts you in the state of relax. Um, so right now that mm-hmm. kind of resonates with me. I really liked her album. Um, Ari Lennox, I haven't checked out her remix album yet, but I liked her new album that oh, she put yeah. out. Shea Butter um, Baby should have gotten an award. That was that was, was really was really good, and so I it it made me indulge into her other music. She has some really good dope Ooh. music like uh fuck. Her, yeah, her some... e- I guess that was the EP before Shea Butter Baby and before she signed to Dreamville. Amazing. I think I have you heard La 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 no. on Fuck Girl? Please, please look that up. It's such a beautiful song. Because I came across, um, I think I came across singles. I don't think I. Yeah, came look across... up Fuck okay. her uh, EP before Shea Butter Baby. And then let me see who else. Um... Dang, who else? Let me see. I just. You, you want me to, to go while you thinking? Yeah. You don't have to try okay. to name a top three. So my three okay. are Choose Your Weapon by Hiatus Coyote. It's my favorite band. They're like a futuristic. I describe them as futuristic soul, but somebody who, a friend of mine who's really particular about music, he's like, they're a jazz band. So anyone <laughs> for anyone right. who's listening, I know that they're a jazz band. They do uh, jazz variations and all of that. But their imagery, the things that they talk about, um, I would describe as futuristic soul. 
And they, uh, they have opened my like mind so much because they put me on to anime, um, print, uh, studio Ginobili films. Like they have a song. They talk about, uh, they talk about the director or the writer over print, uh, Studio Ginobili films, and that made me like start researching. Like, what are these films that they're talking about? Beautiful films. Is it like talking, or is it kind of like a? So it's a jet. There. So uh, Studio Ginobili is a Japanese animation film company. Okay. So most of the films are in Japanese, but they're so famous that they've uh, done English dubs over the oh, Japanese, cool. so you can watch it. And their mouth is moving to Japanese words, but it's English. English yeah. But the imagery is so beautiful it that matter, it yeah. doesn't matter exactly. Um, the la the last movie or anime that I've seen from that studio was uh, Princess Mononoke. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, what's the next one? So, Choose Your Weapon by Hiatus Coyote. I would say. Mama's Gun by Erica Badu. That is my shit. Mm. Everything that she's talking about, I feel like her womanhood is so like specific to me. Like I feel every song on that album, especially in my twenties. Like I used to listen to that song when I was a teen that uh album when I was a teenager and feel it, but it's nothing like growing up and being like, damn, that's what she meant. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Definitely Mama's Gun by Erica Badu. Whew. Hmm. I would say a seat at the table by Solange. Mm -hmm. That so I was a Solange fan before 2016, when everybody was like was had really discovered her because of a seat at the table. A lot of people either define themselves Beyonce people or Solange people, and I love Beyonce, but I would definitely say that Solange had uh, stood out to me longer because she was quirky. She was artsy. Um, she pulled from a lot of different things. And I, she's eclectic. And I would describe myself as the same. She's an eclectic black girl. And I would definitely uh, describe myself as that. So, Seat at the Table was so healing. It talked about shit that we all been through. Like the universal black experience. Not feeling believed. When you talk about your frustration with white people. Not feeling acknowledged. All of that. It was a healing album. So, and 2016 was like one of my, I think my dopest year to date. Like, so yeah, that's good. Mhm. Mm uh, for, uh, so for my anecdote for why I chose my albums, I'll do for Forever in a Day. Forever in a Day is a mixtape by who I believe is the greatest of all time, Big Crit. Um, first heard it probably when I was like 13. Uh, my older brother put me on to it, just smoking, chilling, listening to that shit all the time. So it really stood out to me because it was like the first album that I really listened to. Like I sat down, I was like, I'm gonna listen to every one of these songs, like, because I was I, at that age, I wasn't really a music head. I was really just I listened to music and just have certain songs I like. I was really listening to gospel music, matter of fact, really, yeah. man, just listening to gospel music on the radio, and that was the best music out, really. So. I used to, um, I listened to Forever in a Day one time. I was just like, man, this shit just, damn. 
Like, I just feel all these songs. Like, and that was the first real artist that I listened to that was on some Outcast was out. Outcast that did their thing, and it was a bunch of Southern artists that had already came through and made their name. But Crit was the one that I related to the most, even though he was from Mississippi. I ain't ever been to Mississippi and shit. I ain't from the country and shit. But it was just like certain things he was saying, certain things he would talk about, like your grandma cooking and you know what I'm saying, your, the gatherings and having your cousins, you know, stu- life. stuff like that. It was like that southern way of life. It just stuck with me, man. And Crit and with uh K Dot with the Pimple Butterfly. I just think the album is a masterpiece. I just think I agree. It, I just think it was That's a, on my top. an instant classic. And I think the first time I listened to it, I didn't even fuck with it. Like I was like, what is this shit? It's so dense. It's and then I like, listened to it much. again. I was like, fuck, this shit is hard as I hell. Remember when like, it came out, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. When I first heard Wesley's theory, I was like, what is this nigga talking about? Then I listened to it again when I was really trying to listen to it. And I was like, man, this shit is amazing, bro. That's one of the albums that like, hip-hop will recognize as a classic. You know, like Illmatic is a universal hip-hop classic, right? Man, he In had 10 a... years, people are going to... Not even 10 years. Illmatic is a universal hip-hop classic, you said? Hell yeah, by yeah. Nas. Yeah. yeah. Illmatic is definitely a classic. So I, I think that To Pimp a Butterfly is going to be... On that list, like and I think great, like great, just the great. fact that he had a whole Tupac interview, like in there, he dug he the Tupac that, interview, yeah. like uh, an interview we had never heard before. He he got it from this guy in Germany, put it on his album, shared that with the world. I think that was another aspect of the album that was just like, man, this shit is just over the top, man. Thorough. It's it's, a, it's another level. What did I say for my third? Uh, you said to Butterfly. Oh, the Blueprint 3. Uh, the Blueprint 3, Jay-Z, man, it was just another one of those albums. It was like my first time really listening to something all the way through, word for word. Listen to that Hate song with Kanye West. I don't know if y'all heard that. Mm-hmm. Hater. That uh, song, Thank You, that was um another song, another classic. That's when that's the album he got, um, I think, Run This Town on Blueprint 3. This song mm-hmm. with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, New York State of Mind on there too. Yeah, you know what? I went through a phase where I went through the Blueprint three, and I was like, yeah, Jay Z, really into it too. Jay- that's when I realized Jay Z is one of the best out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because and- it's so interesting. Because like growing up when we did, his peak had done, so I really didn't get the Jay Z. Or his peak was during our childhood. Yeah, and Jay-Z we really isn't a, a rapper that a 16-year-old could really understand. No, mm-hmm. not You're at not all. You're not going to get until you hit adulthood. Especially adult because we're not in New York. Like, mm-hmm. my friend who's from New York really broke down the Jay-Z Nas beef from a New Yorker's perspective. That shit was, is crazy. And I had never, I heard about it, but I really hadn't known, like, the origins of where it started. Summer Jam. 2001 Summer Jam. Mm-hmm. Just like, all of that was just crazy. So, it took me being a music head and being like, let me go back to Jay-Z's discography and really see what, why people reasonable doubt why from people that like love him so much. So, yeah. Right. He did a whole acapella album, the Black Album. He did that shit acapella. You know? I didn't know that. Uh, well, it's a version of it that's acapella. But um yeah man that's that's my top three and and that's why I just think music started making more of an impact on me probably sixteen seventeen um is when I really started being like man I'm listening to this shit like 
Ye was the first person I really jumped on heavy. And I'm like listening to Kanye heavy. Like Kanye was my favorite artist. And but um K Dot started sneaking up on him. J. Cole sneaking up on him. Crit came out of nowhere. For me, I didn't even know who Big Crit was until the first time I heard that music. So Yeah, man. What's uh you got any more questions or are we done? That's it. I think this is a very um thought provoking podcast. I think this is something that's interactive. We can get our fans and our listeners to um give feedback on this and to really we're gonna do more like this where we have questions and we can feed off of those questions and um because they naturally lead to conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter when you have an opinion on something, it leads to a conversation. If you have an opinion that you can explain, you just can't say, um my favorite my favorite food's ice cream. And you just don't say nothing after that. It's like, why? <laughs> you know, why do you, why is your faithful ice cream instead of something normal? You know what I'm saying? Then yeah, I agree. That I sparks think, a conversation. I think while y'all are in quarantine and your family getting on your nerves, your brother keeps leaving the seat up, your mama keeps talking loud on the phone, your grandma keeps talking about what's going on in the world, who died yesterday. You can t- gather the family together. Trump is a good man. <laughs> He's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> You should gather your family together and ask each other these questions. And I'm sure you'll learn something that you haven't before. Um, it's a great conversation starter. And it shows a side of you past like, oh, that's my mom. It shows you mm-hmm. the human side. You know, Get so. to know your family a little bit. Like, oh, I didn't know you listened to Jay-Z. I like, I like Jay-Z too. Yeah. And you walk around with this shit in common all these years. You ain't even know. So, new discoveries, discovering things about yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Just through simple questions. Because when you think about shit like that, when you think about shit like that, it's like, um, damn, I ain't really start thinking about it until you asked me. Like, yeah. when you start thinking about movies, it's like, shit, like, mm-hmm. damn, uh, it's a lot of movies I can watch a million times and not really get tired of, but if I had to narrow it down, then it's like, that's how the conversation gets started, and that's how you get to learn about it. Like, I didn't even know you like movies like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I tell people I'm into those serial killer documentaries and shows, like, get into the mind of those sick motherfuckers, I, I'm into that shit. I be like, bro, I want to be a detective. Like, sometimes I be like, man, let me be a detective for a day. Let me track one of these motherfuckers. I bet I'll crack the case. I bet I'll crack the I bet I'll check, catch the motherfucker who, who did the Atlanta child murders. I bet. If I was a cop back then, yeah, y'all check that documentary out. It's coming out on HBO um, this month. Or next month, I believe, hmm. getting into the Atlanta child murders, and um, very interested to see that. But um, yeah, man, you guys want got anything to say before we close, or just stay safe out here during this quarantine? Oh, yeah, we you know, the United States is—I I feel like the United States hasn't really been taken into as serious it's as not they the United should. States, it's our leadership, or that just has failed us. That has yeah, failed this and, state. and just failed this country and people in general, like. Take heed of your your local officials telling you, you know, stay in the house or let's try to be quarantined so we could get this over with. Just y'all want to have kickbacks and y'all want to have parties and stuff like practice social distancing, man. Now. Like you can go outside and take a walk around your neighborhood, but you ain't, man. This shit we can live without. You know what I'm saying? And this and this is this is nothing to me but an opportunity to find new things to enjoy, learn how to be by your goddamn self. You don't have to value yourself by how many people you have around you all the damn time. So I just take it as a time to just reset, reevaluate, 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are having to been misplaced from jobs and situations and they seeing they're not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but the light is there and when it when it comes you're gonna be like, Okay, I see why this happened. So everything happened for a reason. And you can't let what and don't let the fear mongering and the, the news think that you gotta live in fear and every if a nigga cough it's just the, the end days. <laughs> just be mindful, you know what I'm saying, practice social distancing. You should be practicing good hygiene anyway. You should be washing your motherfucking hands anyway. Cleaning anyway. But if you're not, you need to start, you nasty motherfucker. Mm. So, uh, stop all us dapping each other up. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just do what you got to do. Practice the good things. Because it's not... Just think about if your grandma got that shit. Or your mom got that shit. Then you'll start being, oh, we should have took this shit seriously. So, let's take it seriously from the rip. And y'all be safe out here. And, um... We appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Good Smoking Conversation Podcast. We got we trying to get bigger and better every time we come to you guys, every time we release a new episode. So this was a good episode, a good premise for fur, for future episodes. And I think um yeah, this is like I guess I'm looking at my old notes from old episodes about, you know, different topics and stuff like that. So this I'm glad that I can contribute. Yeah, man. I'm glad I'm 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 Happy when my guests come in with ideas and I don't have to do all the planning for the show. I don't have to really, y'all not hearing my voice the majority of the time, shit like that. So I appreciate Ashley for being on. I appreciate my wife, Vonna, for being on and gracing the, the show with you guys' presence and voice. Presence and voice. So um, if y'all ain't got nothing else to say, man, we can hit the outros man y'all say goodbye to the people drop social medias if you have them if you if you want to promote anything go ahead here's the time you guys follow me on instagram it's i am ivy monet and emerald obsessions that is my business page i know once we get back up and running you guys probably need an appointment so <laughs> y'all tracks <laughs> falling up. out y'all specialize in natural hair color cuts and extensions <laughs> Y'all ain't had a professional hair washing in weeks. <laughs> Shit, I'm going. I'll probably uh, go to the shop. So the, the only social media I do not have IG popping in real life, but I do have Twitter. Um, so if you have Twitter, uh, follow me at Lady Elizabeth Seven, and you can definitely hit me answering a couple of these questions. Like I would love to interact, hear, hear your perspective. For sure, for sure, and um, of course, y'all know it's the host of the most, Mark G. Deacon Slim, y'all know where to find me, man, on all my social medias and whatnot. I'm not really a social media, like, interactive guy, but I'll get on if you send me a funny meme. And, um, yeah, y'all be easy out here. Stay safe. Practice social distancing. Um, educate those around you if they, you know, ain't got news and access to all this information to know what's going on every day. You know, inform those around you, so... Y'all be safe out here live from the Good Smoking Conversation, live from Gray Studios. Y'all be easy. Mm -hmm.